I think of all the descriptions that people have of the Kardashians, those who watch your show, love your show. Spiritual would not be a word that would be used to describe what we see on Keeping Up with the Kardashians. It because it doesn't feel like that it's about spirituality. It feels like it's actually coming from, as I said, that's the ego so space. so crazy to me. Yeah. Because that's so who we are. I'm but just, do you think that that's what's coming across on TV? No, but it's, that's, I think that's frustrating to me sometimes. So many news stories, current events, popular culture moments, and ministry stories are being thrown at us every day. We need to process these spiritually, and I'm here to talk to you about some of the biggest moments that are happening this week. And I'm your host, John Bowles. Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of The Sean Bull Show. We have a great show today. If you're watching on YouTube or Pray.com, hi. And if you're listening on podcasts, yes, we love you guys all. Make sure to leave a review wherever you're watching or a testimony. We'd love to hear from you. But today, we're going to see if we can keep up with the Kardashian family's Christian faith. I don't know if you heard about the miracle with Courtney and Travis Barker's baby, but it's pretty profound. It's truly heart-touching. But the overall picture of Christianity and the Kardashians present it's pretty confusing, so we're going to talk about that. Switching gears a bit, we're also going to delve into the world of video gaming from highly celebrated releases like Starfield and Baldur's Gate 3 to platforms like Roblox and Animal Jam. There's a surprising blend of messages and themes that are very woke, sometimes pornographic, and very concerning that we need to talk about how to stay away from right now. I might sound like a Christian parent in the 1980s because it's that bad. Well, don't fret and gaming enthusiasts. And parents, because we've got the founder of True Play joining us, offering a beacon of hope in the realm of digital entertainment. Their app-based games and videos are making waves, and you'll soon see why, because they're very well done. And as a special treat, I'll be sharing a prophetic word for the Jewish New Year, exclusive to our show. Happy Rosh Hashanah week. For those of you who are watching this and it's celebrated, I'm so glad. And I hope God spoke to you. But if he hasn't yet, he will through this. I do want to tell you about our free live event, Keys to Doing Life with Kids, from Influencers Doing It Right. And this is on September 21st. But even if you don't watch it live, you're going to love it. We have so many incredible people like the Gokies, if you know Danny Goki, amazing Grammy-nominated award winner. And we also have... Uh, Ryan and Mindy Panita, and they're going to be sharing. He's from the Wealthy Podcast series, and they just are influencing the world right now, especially when it comes to business. But they're going to be talking about their family, along with some pastors that you know very well and some ministry leaders that I love, like Christine Kane, Kim Walker, Bill Johnson, Rabbi Jason Sobel, so many others. Make sure to join us. It's absolutely free. But right now, sit tight, and let's get started with the show. So I have a really complicated relationship in my heart with the Kardashian family because on one hand, I don't want to care or want to see them. I know so many of you love the Kardashians. I've never even thought of them except for I've had to because they're everywhere all the time. But on the other hand, because they're everywhere all the time, I've followed their journey a lot, especially when I was reporting for Kanye West, uh, for Christian news networks like CBN, I would talk about what was going on with Kanye at the time, went to his concerts, events, whatever. And obviously he's separated from the Kardashians now. So it's been a little bit of distance between me and them, but I've, I've been following and praying for Kardashians since then. I got a heart for them, seeing him at the concert, seeing them worshiping God with their arms up and like really going for it during his praise and worship times. And then recently Courtney Kardashian and her husband, Travis Barker made waves last week, just, just last week for praising God for saving their baby for an emergency surgery. I mean, they, their baby would have died. They know this and they, they, praise God on the internet, both on both their Twitters. And, you know, the whole internet went wild with accusations against their faith or congratulations. Even some were saying hell Satan instead. One thing for sure, though, is that the Kardashians have built their entire empire on exposing their audience to the inner workings of their celebrity relationships, their drama, their conflicts, 
And in the middle of it all, there's faith, which is super, super weird and interesting. The tweet itself said, God is great. I flew home from life-threatening emergency surgery for our baby. That's why I'm grateful it went so well. I'm here to say thank you for all the support. Tour resumes Friday. That's Travis Barker. And then uh, Courtney also put out something very similar, like God is so good. And I want to talk about this. I want to break down their faith. We're going to keep up with the Kardashians' faith in this video. But before we get there, I do want to tell you that although we are keeping up with the Kardashians' faith journey, one thing's for certain, they're entrepreneurs and they diversify their investments. And you should do that now. And our sponsor is going to teach you how to do it. I don't know if you've looked at the economy recently as much as I have, but I know I've been affected by it. I know you guys have too. Everything's so high. Real estate is headed for a possible disruption. So many investments and money markets are hitting a really rocky patch. And it's predicted it could get worse. But there's never been a better time to invest in gold and precious metals. And you may not know exactly how to do that, and especially how to diversify maybe your IRA or your 401k. But you can do this in a real way with gold. That's an actual investment. That's where our sponsor, Birch Gold, comes in. They have one of the highest satisfaction rates amongst their customer uh, customers in the whole industry. And you can act now and get your free information packet to help you learn about gold today. Just go to www.birchgold.com forward slash Sean Bowles, and you can get started with them right now. And again, it's a free information packet. You don't have to buy anything, but you're going to learn about gold and why it's been around for thousands of years as a standard and why you might need some gold in your portfolio as well. Even if you don't have a 401k, a Roth, or an IRA, you can still make investments in the gold if you're just starting out in small increments as well. So I'm going to encourage you to go there. Well, let's get back to Kardashians who have a Catholic a Protestant and Orthodox background. So they have quite a diversity in their background. I applaud the courage to witness the world this way. It's huge to be able to share your Christianity in different places on your social media, on your TV show, to actually let it have real estate there. At the same time, I have a lot of questions about the wealth management about and the, the lack of giving that's been exposed in the Kardashian family. Also the mixture of spirituality. So I think it's really, really wild. And even Oprah, years ago had them on a group of them on from the kardashians and she said you want to be seen as a spiritual family but she calls them out and say but you're presenting yourself as an ego brand i want to play this clip because i think it's so important to this conversation all the descriptions that people have of the kardashians those who watch your show love your show spiritual would not be a word that would be used to describe what we see on keeping up with the kardashians yeah. She done called them out. I mean, she says, we don't think of spiritual. And yet that's what the family wanted to be represented as in the beginning. And they still talk about spiritual things. If you watch the new series, it's like constantly they're mentioning God or putting God in the center. But again, giving them a lot of real estate. But then they're adding in spiritual elements, which could be dangerous to the faith. Even though we know about the church and know that it because it doesn't feel like that it's about spirituality. It feels like it's actually coming from a lot of times another space. Right. Yeah. As I said, That's the ego so space. crazy to me. Yeah. Because that <laughs> Oprah just calls him out and says, feels like your show is not coming from the spiritual space, but it's coming from the ego space. And she doesn't really define that. There's, a, if you watch this in an interview, she's, she makes it as kind of a soft velvet hammer is what she's doing here. Cause she's basically full on confronting him. And then Kim says, That's so crazy to me that people don't see us as spiritual. It's so who we are. I mean, we all like, you know, have little Bible calendars on, you know, by our sinks, all of us, when we wash our face every morning and we have our, you know, we love to read. We love reading spiritual books. I mean, just people that we love and that we, you know, when I'm out of town, I look at my pastor's website and I watch. But do his... you think that that's what's coming across on TV? No, but it's, that's, I think that's frustrating to me sometimes mm -hmm. when there's, 
with the show with a lot of people, they people show what's interesting. Yeah, they show what's That's interesting. That's not interesting Pe to them. People don't want to but see your spiritual we, side. No. So there's obviously something going on here where in between their heart for representing their spirituality and representing, like she's saying my pastor's website, back in that day, it was scripture. She wasn't talking about a lot of other religions or mixture in this. And when you look at Kylie and others in the family who are attending churches here locally in Los Angeles that are churches I love, I think they're great churches. It's really interesting to see then her reaction, like, no, I guess that's not what makes television television. So there's a disconnect between their public image and their reality, which is true of almost anybody in celebrity culture. But what about their marriages and their purity and their modesty? Well, we can't even go there on today's show. We don't have enough time. But, you know, even though we're looking at them and sometimes judging them and going, why would they do that on TV? Or why would they add the medium? Or why would they go here? We're also works in progress. And we have to strive to align our lives more closely with the teachings of Christ all the time. And when you think about Matthew 7, where Jesus says, you know, you look at the speck in their eye, but you're not thinking about the plank in your own eye. So there's this thing of where it's easy in this kind of celebrity culture to just go to a place of judgment, not having empathy or understanding for what someone else's walk and being in their shoes would be like. And I just think, Again, that doesn't make me endorse their Christianity or endorse their lifestyle or anything else, but it does make me endorse God's compassion for them. And again, as one who's witnessed them worshiping God at a Kanye concert several times, I just think like, and it, was, and it felt legitimate that they were really trying to have a moment with God, that they were trying to pray to Jesus, that Courtney and Travis Barker were thanking the God that I worship too for their baby being alive. I think they're not far from maybe having a really fabulous Christian journey that could just change everything. They're on a, a tipping point could change it all for them. And I'm going to pray for them until they come fully into the full measure of Christ that they're called to. Oh my gosh, I got to talk about video games today. It's one of my passions in life. I've even worked in the video game industry. You may not have known that, but I worked in the video game industry in the 90s for a number of years. And I still play video games to this year. And AAA games come out far more frequently now. But with them, unfortunately, is indoctrination into wokeness, identity politics, even demonic themes. It's like an onslaught and very unmonitored by the conservative culture and by parents who are being caught up unaware by what they're showing up or what's showing up in their kids' screen time. And I am, you know, I want to talk about video games and like celebrate them with you. But today we're going to talk about how you need to discern right now because things are happening like never before through your kids' video games. I remember my parents were so worried about video games in the 80s and 90s. And they were so tame. There was like hardly anything in them that was bad. And now we actually have what my parents were afraid of back then or is actually fully manifesting towards our children and youth and young adults right now. For little kids, it could be the groups your kids can join in Animal Jam or Roblox that I'm probably wearing their pronouns while indoctrinating them into a wide variety of new identities, even for younger ones. I know my eight-year-old was asking why one girl in Animal Jam has I am this, this, and it was a pronoun series and, and celebrating all things, whatever. And the girl tried to recruit her to her group and was like this is what we celebrate what are your pronouns and my eight-year-old knew nothing about what she was talking about nor do i want her to care about that right now because that's not what our family celebrates so she was asking luckily it was a light topic but asking about it and when i went on to animal jam and formed my own account and started to see the kids that are on there kids were sharing about suicidal thoughts these are eight nine ten eleven year olds kids are sharing about their sexual identity kids are sharing about experimentation one child was telling us something that was happening at her home currently real time was fighting with her parents. That was really toxic. And I went, Oh my gosh, there's a toxic atmosphere on here. There's so much 
there's unmonitored toxic talk. Now they can put filters all they want, but they can't filter what's going on in real children's lives and your kids might be interacting with them. So we do have to have more discernment and we have to know what they're getting into. And we have to know how long we'll allow them to get into certain themes because certain games affect different kids, different ways. Well, for teens and young adults, uh, and even just general adults, the two biggest games of the year just came out and they're filled, unfortunately, with sexual identity politics, not just pronouns, but every kind of sexuality you could think of, including bestiality is in these games. Yes, it's true. And I mean, some are filled with such moral ambiguity, specifically these two games. While it may not affect adults who have good discernment because you can play with a moral compass and you can not experience some of the darkest points of the games like cannibalism and other things. But when one of the new games called Boulder's Gate 3 uh, one of the newest TikTok trends amongst teen boys was to tell which version of genitals, yes, genitals, they pick for their characters because you get to pick what kind of genitals your character has. You can put boys on girls and girls on boys and what, you do whatever you want. And there's different versions of them. And that became a TikTok tre trend where you have full frontal nudity with sex scenes that are so pornographic that they even hired an intimacy coach in Hollywood to monitor the sex scenes that were used. And these would previously be a person that was hired for an NC-17 or a mature rating cable show or, or movie. And yet this video game that's come out, Baldur's Gate 3, it, you can turn all off that content if you want to, but the average teenage boy, are they really going to turn it off? Or the average maybe teenage girl, they're really going to turn it off because it adds to them what they would think maybe fun value. It's experimenting, it's naughty, it's those kinds of things. And you can play the same version, but what team wants to do that? You know, and I think that's really important that we look at. Well, there's transgender characters in both games. Um, it's it's a priority, but the characters when they are chosen as a transgender character, it really doesn't play out any differently than any other way. So they're they're dying for it to be included in the character, but it's not really in the game. So it's a mixed message. They're supporting the community, but it doesn't matter if we're taking my freedom by supporting their community away to play my way. I have to play their way with my pronouns intact or I can't play at all. Basically, that's what they're saying. I've had a friend who's a pastor and his children who were eight and 10 years old got addicted through pornography because their friends on Roblox that they met on there and they were unrestrained and they're communicating those friends through their uh, chat programs. And that led them down a doorway of pornography. This is a true story, not a hyper story. This is like a true story. And I look at that and go, okay, what is the lesson here? The lesson is connection. Don't lose connection with your kids and what they're viewing and what's feeding them, but stay engaged with them and maybe delay giving them certain things like messaging programs until they're older, like, like the ability to have social media until they're a lot older. And I think that's one of the pains that people who've raised teenagers already recently have experiences that they gave their kids so many ways to interact with technology because they didn't understand how dangerous it could be. And it's time to put some spiritual filters in our family and use the discernment that you have. And I hope I don't sound like a religious person from the 1980s, but because I'm not, I play video games. I watch movies. I watch TV. I love this stuff, but I also have really good boundaries with it. Do you have healthy boundaries? And if you don't, is it consequential to you to have those healthy boundaries? Do you know what you're losing by not having healthy boundaries? Do you know what you're going after by installing healthy boundaries? And if you don't have some powerful conversations with a pastor or with a friend who's a Christian and start to set those boundaries so you can have a successful, healthy relationship to entertainment. And I hope this is helpful for you guys. Well, I want to encourage you, make sure to subscribe to this channel and we're going to set healthy boundaries together. Oh my gosh, are you sick of the agenda coming through even in video games and all the entertainment industries? Well, today our guest Brent Dusing has invented True Play, which is a platform with video games and graphic novels and videos. They're going to help your kids have a biblical foundation while playing a really fun, non just educational edutainment game, but actually something that has edutainment 
but it's really majors on the gameplay. And so I'm so excited to talk to him and his team about why they've created this and what you can do to be a part of it. So Brent Dusing, we're here. I'm so excited to talk to you about True Play today and just what you're building because you've you've worked really hard at developing something that a lot of people aren't in this space in Christianity for children and for kids and for gaming and graphic novels and these. I just love this. So tell us about how True Play started or how you guys formed. You know, it really got started by realizing a problem and, and being called. I think most people on my team would tell you, as would I, we were called by God to this yeah. because there's a big problem, Sean. Right now. Only 31% of children in America believe in God. Can you believe that? Oh, so no. for people over 40, it's 62%. But for the youngest generation, my kids, your kids, it's 31%. And you think, well, why is that? Well, the average child is on a screen 52 and a half hours a week. Mm -hmm. And they're only at church 30 minutes a week, right? Because half of them don't even go. And those that do are there about an hour. And so, you know, you're a parent, I'm a parent, most of you know, our, most of our team members are true player parents. Where can you go to have excellent, great content for your children that uplifts and espouses your values, that shares the truth of the Bible in Jesus Christ? You have almost no alternatives. And that's really the impetus for why we started True Play. Oh, it's huge. And I think, you know, as a parent, I so not only respect that, but our kids need stuff because they're wanting to play Roblox or Minecraft. And I have, I have a gamer daughter. She's just like her dad. Uh, my oldest daughter, my younger daughter loves, of course, screen. I think all kids love screen time right now. It's just what they, they love outdoors, but they love screen time in our family. Yeah. But um, but I look at this, some of the stuff that the content that she's drawn to, like whether it's Rainbow Friends or one of these games, it's more like a horror action game, but it's for little kids. So it's not that scary. I just think, man, there's this hunger for the supernatural in kids right now, period. There's a the hunger for problem solving. There's a hunger for justice. And they're getting that through quick fixes. I know gaming's the biggest in entertainment industry of all of them. Yeah. And you guys are solving a problem and you've done it in a really unique way. Tell us about how you've hit it from not just gaming, but you hit it from storytelling as well. So tell us about True Play and about how the whole thing works. Yeah, so True Play is a, is a platform. So you download it as an app and there's a bunch of games inside. So it's not just one game. There's a bunch of games, digital comics, cartoons, and we're releasing new stuff all the time. In fact, we just released a new game a couple weeks ago. We have a new one yes. coming out in the next couple of weeks. Thank you. No, new comics. So, so it's a living, breathing service. Everything we do at True Play, we want parents to trust rather than what so many people do, thrusting toxic content on parents or, or blaming parents. We're here at True Play to come alongside parents. You know, it's not easy being a parent in 2023. What can you trust? What can't you? There's chat rooms, there's ads, there's right. True Play, it's a place you can trust. It's safe. There's no chat rooms, there's no ads, there's no in-app purchases. But more than that, everything we do is very high quality but also contains God's truth. Some of our content is explicitly from the Bible, a game called Stained Glass, where you literally collect stained glass pieces, a stained yeah. glass window comes to life, character from the Bible tells you their story. We have a partnership with the Action Bible by David C. Cook, which is a fantastic hardcover yeah. product. Yeah, we've digitized their, their comics. Some of them are inside the True Play platform. And then we've created a brand new world called the Rimverse, where I've got Lucas on my T-shirt, a skunk with a crocodile robot suit, and Maple, who's a little girl who's a bunny rabbit that wears a tiger costume so she can get respect from people. Um, <laughs> Ava, who's a girl whose parents are divorced and mm. she gets bullied at school. And she goes in her game, Ava goes on a journey where she learns you don't have to believe the lies of the people say about you. Your identity is not who the world says you are, who people yeah. say you are. Your identity is who God made you to be, who God says you are. And so every game 
is done with rich storytelling and it's you know the the scripture is woven inside and the the children the, the heroes of our stories in the rim verse of course they look ridiculous you know a skunk and a crocodile robot suit and a you know again a bunny rabbit in a tiger costume but they have real personalities like kids have lucas for example is on the autism spectrum and his brother oh, died wow. a year ago yeah and his brother died a year ago and he doesn't really understand how to articulate yeah. what's going on maple definitely believes in God. She's all in, but she's very headstrong. And if somebody has a different opinion, then they're just wrong. Right. Yeah. You probably know people like that. My daughters could never relate to that at all. I don't know what you're yeah, talking mine about. Either. It's, totally <laughs> a fictional, it's a completely fictional account, but yes. Well, it's so interesting because I think in doing that, like one of the things I've seen in Christian trending video games for years, for decades, is that a lot of Christians told very contrived stories and it felt like it's very um, vanilla, where it's they're afraid to address things like what you're addressing because they're afraid that they're gonna, they're gonna, they're just staying so basic that they're basic, you know, like yeah. like the slang word basic. And I feel like what you guys are trying to do is really interesting because you're fighting in some ways an uphill battle, but you're fighting with so much grace because this video game space for Christians has been so it hasn't come of age yet. And so you're, you're, you know, like we're watching movies and TV right now. We've won the box offices in Christianity the last 18 months. Almost every month there's been a top one to three spot faith-based film, which is phenomenal. It's never happened before. The Chosen is one of the most watched shows in history, if not the most watched show in history now. But video games, we haven't gone there yet. So tell us about fighting the uphill battle. And there's a lot of people who probably want to make Christian video games or work in the video game industry or make just family-based games or something that would be an alternative to a lot of what we're seeing out there. But they're afraid because it's such a hard industry to be in. And yet you guys are, it seems like, thriving here. So give us some advice. Give us some Give us some courage. So so here's what I would say. You know, when, when God calls you to something, he'll find a way to make it happen. One of the fascinating things about the whole true play experience, you know, we've, we are parents, but we're also professionals. And so my head of my chief product officer literally ran the Farmville franchise at Zynga. He developed some of the James Bond games. He started the skate franchise, my head of engineering. He literally, if you shot at Amazon and they, they say you bought a bunch of stuff, split it into different packages. This one will get here faster. He created that algorithm at Amazon or game design, uh, director is an award-winning game designer. So it's people who are really, really experts, you know, in storytelling. One of our writers has sold 3 million Christian books. So wow. it's a, it's a great team and everything we do, we, we take very seriously to deliver excellence, whether it's art or storytelling or gameplay or design or coding. And so th- the thing is, if you asked my team, well, why did you join? A lot of their stories would be like this. Well, I'd want to do something like this for 10 years, but I was working at a company and it was kind of toxic the way that I was kind of being discriminated against being a Christian, or they would say, yeah, I've been praying about this for 15 years. And then suddenly the recruiter called me or I spoke to my pastor. You'll hear a lot of stories where God put it on their hearts and then somehow we were connected. So my encouragement for people out there is there is, if you're interested in, in, in gaming and building games, true play is a platform where we're adding, we built a lot of our own content, but we already have a partnership with the Action Bible by David C. Cook. We have other groups who are taking their content and putting on the platform too. So if you're interested in making a game or a really great digital comic or uh, high quality animations, we'd love to talk to you. And and we, we, we're already onboarding other high quality content because wow. True Play is a living, breathing service. It's, it's dozens and dozens of hours of games, animations, comics for not just kids, but families. The funny thing is, Sean, We've had a lot of um, adults play it with their kids and enjoy playing. It too. <laughs> yeah, 
Well, I play with my kids, so I'm sure I would. I mean, I, I get stuck on Roblox with them, and that's like as boring as yeah. you can get. So, what you guys have in content is really good. It's funny because one of your games looks I, where I saw Maple running around. It reminded me of um, like a modern Sonic as far as the animation. I know that modern Sonic has recreated itself to be modern, but uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. And I was just looking at it going, this is so fun because you've created a realm and a world. And that's what kids are looking to be a part of something that brings their imagination alive and doesn't just educate them, but there's they'll. they'll they'll put up with or even embrace the educational model if it's fun. And what you guys are creating seems really fun, which is, I think, really important because there's a lot of edutainment out there. We're watching indoctrination, especially with like certain politics or certain worldviews or certain social causes or whatever. We're watching that happen, but it's being done in so much of a preachy way, like Christians used to do it. And But it's being done by, you know, all these different agendas now. So how are you guys, like, in the midst of an agenda-based era, how are you guys – faring as far as you know like it sounds like you guys have incredible stories and even the character development sounds like you've you've taken some risks how are you faring and how does that match when we're in a society that's so toxic and polarizing right now how is this how is true play avoiding like coming up under that yeah well so so look for for years you know the the, the bible has been the best-selling book yeah. since it was written and up until today and it's still the best-selling book every year so there's a lot of demand for God's truth. Um, we find also that, you know, look, there's still 110 million people who go to church every Sunday. And we talked to parents. I mean, as we were building True Play, we spoke to parents and they were saying, look, we're tired of all the toxic content, all the sexual content for young children, all the hyper, you know, really grotesque violence, all the demonic stuff. And there's not just Christians. There's a lot of people who just want something good and wholesome and, and positive yeah. values that are their own values for their children. So we have a lot of non-Christians use our content too. We, we previously built games, my co-founders and I, we had 7 million people play our explicitly biblical games and a third of our game players weren't Christian. So there's a lot of demand. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah. For, 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 you know, for values, for high quality storytelling, the way we tell stories at true play is to try to put people in the experience. So if you play stained glass, you'll hear a different take on Adam and Eve and the Noah story than you've heard before. Here's what I mean. Everything we say comes out of the Bible. We adhere to Scripture, but you know the the the, gar- the Noah story is probably most people's experience with the Noah story is Noah got to build a floating zoo and it was awesome. But the truth is, I don't think it was that way at all. I think Noah yeah. probably went through a lot of duress. People probably spit in his face. Um, you know, it was only it, think about how his wife felt. So they get on the ark. The Bible doesn't mention any of her relatives, parents, brothers, sisters, nieces, nephews. None of them made it. How did she feel? How do you feel when you're 30 days in and it's this dark, you know, sky and the waves are going, do we have enough food? Are we going to have spring a leak? You know, all those things that play with your head, we got into the depths of what would that be like if you lived through those stories, whether you were Eve or Noah or Sarah. In the Rimverse, again, the characters look very fantastical, but it's a world where the Bible is true. God is real, but there's real evil. There's an evil queen named Azilla. And what happens, you're talking about Maple. Maple's one of our flagship games, Maple in the Force of Words. And she's a character that's become one of our stars. She's, she's again, very headstrong, very much believes in God, doesn't always pronounce her words correctly, tries to kind of overreach sometimes in her vocabulary like some kids do. And, but very much believes in God and, and goes in the Force because she hears there's a lost child. And what she finds, she rescues this boy named Oliver who got twisted up in these vines. The, the whole forest... There's a queen who rules it, who's twisted the meaning of words, and she's actually confiscated wow. the Bible. 
She's taken wow. God's truth out of, yeah, she's taken it out of the culture. It's like China right now. <laughs> yeah. She's she, rewriting the Bible. Yeah, she, so uh, she's manipulating and she's lying. And it shows there's this big, massive deterioration on the entire society wow. because of it. Now, this is a mystery that unfolds over time. And why did she do it? And what's the consequences? Now, other, other heroes get involved, like Lucas, who, as I mentioned, he's a skunk. He built his crocodile robot suit that flies and shoots laser beams. But his brother died a year ago. Well, what happened there? And how is he dealing with those emotions? And by the way, whereas Maple believes in God and so does Ava, Lucas doesn't even know who God is. It doesn't make wow. any sense to him. Yeah. It, you know, this idea, and, and Oliver, who's a boy, who's a fox that wears a bear costume, who got rescued, kind of believes God exists, but doesn't understand why would you pray? I mean, why would you talk to somebody that's, that you can't even see? And how does that work? So it, it kind of meets people where they are Although the characters obviously look and are very fantastical, their personalities, their emotions are something I think everyone can find something to connect with and, and identify with. And that's the way that we tell stories. We take storytelling very seriously. It's really the core of what we do after the, the foundational layer of God's truth. And after that is we've got to tell stories that connect with people, with characters that they can relate to and hopefully yeah. enjoy and love. Well, I think you had a lot of us at a, at a skunk that wears a crocodile outfit and a bunny that wears a tiger outfit, which is good. Before we go, I want to ask you just um, to give us your hope for uh, this space, because I think I love what you just said. One third of your gamers on Facebook weren't even Christians, which I think is yeah. true of like the Chosen series or Jesus Revolution movie or some of the other entertainment that's come out. We're watching the mass audience of at least America is watching these very Christian shows and watching movies, but they're also playing video games. And so give us your hope for where this can go for true play. Like what, what, yeah. what are you, where do you hope to be in five years? Well, here, here's our, here's our real hope and why we're doing this. We need, and we need you know, families to join us in our vision. If you see, if you don't like the way things are, the Bible doesn't call us to complain. Yeah. The Bible, in fact, the Bible doesn't actually call us to just pray. It calls us to pray and take action. Mm -hmm. So we need families to come alongside us, buy a subscription, buy a t-shirt, you know, get on board with your family, share the word, because what if, what if we went from 31% of children believing in God to 40 to 50 yes. over half, right? You, you would have a whole generation change. You'd have the whole country change. You might even have the whole world change. If you had children believing in God's truth and knowing their identity is who God told them to be and rejecting a lot of the lies and just completely inappropriate things taught to them and had the confidence wow right? And who Jesus was and who God's truth was in their life, you'd see a massive transformation um, all throughout our culture. Well, I will say just as we're ending, you know, I, I read the Barna group. If you read the Barna report, they put yep. out church statistics. I know you would be familiar, but for our audience and just this week, they put out a report that over 90% of parents don't have a spiritual plan to help grow their children. So who are Christian already. So, so 90% of Christian families don't have a plan and intentionality for their child's spiritual development. Well, this is one of the ways you can help your child develop spiritually. That's very fun as well. How do people get a hold of True Play? What's the, I know it's on iOS and, uh, or App Store, and it's also on the Google Play Store. How do they get a hold of it, and um, where do you want me to send them today? Yeah, um, go to trueplaygames.com. That's T-R-U, play, drop the E, games.com. You can find it on our website, on the App Store, on the Google Play Store. It's on any, just about any phone and tablet. Uh, you would have, feel free to check it out. We've been endorsed by a tremendous amount of Christian leaders that you probably have heard of. And and the, the feedback and the response from parents has been awesome. Just parents telling us, boy, we love the game. My kids love it. I can trust it. My, I enjoy playing it with my kids. My kids are, you know, I heard my, I had a woman tell me last week she was at the beach with her son and he was 
quoting things from the Bible that he'd heard in one of the games. So, so people so are awesome. picking it up. Yeah. And it's been so great just to see, uh, and hopefully it's a blessing for, for a lot of families out there. Well, I know it already is, and it will be for more. I want to encourage you guys to go and download it today and give Brent and his team feedback on what you feel and what you think. But I'm so excited. Our family is going to become a true play family after this interview. I'm, I'm signing up. So thanks so much, Brent, for being with us today. So good to be with you, Sean. Thank you. Now we have news you need to know. Myla Kunis and Ashton Kutcher got canceled just this recent season. Their co-star and their friend, Danny Masterson, was convicted of SA with undeniable proof, but not before they weighed in with a great character witness form. After the verdict, they felt to retract the witness, but the damage for woke leftists was done, and the call for them was to cancel them from the woke left, which is super interesting. I want to play the clip because I actually think what they did was the right thing to do, the classic thing to do, to retract it and share with their heart in the midst of this because they publicly stood up for him, but then they realized through the verdict they were wrong. So let's watch this clip. Mila Kunis starred on that 70s show with Danny Masterson, and his accusations took place during the time they were on that show. Now he faces the maximum sentence, but now his former co-stars are also paying the price for supporting him. We are aware of the pain that has been caused by the character letters that we wrote on behalf of Danny Masterson. This morning, fallout growing from the apology some are just not accepting. Hollywood superstars Ashen Kutcher and Mila Kunis apologizing in a video message posted on Instagram after writing character letters for their friend Danny Masterson, who was sentenced to 30 years to life in prison after being convicted of raping two women in the early 2000s. Danny's family reached out to us and they asked us to write character letters to represent the person that we knew for 25 years so that the judge could take that into full consideration relative to the sentencing. Kutcher and Kunas were part of more than 50 people writing character letters that became public just hours after the sentencing. Their words sparking massive backlash online, prompting this video post. I'm going to say this just on the behalf of them. Um, you know, they were coming under fire because their relationship sort of started and she was only like 14 or 15 when she was on the show. Uh, they were going to cast only adults, but she lied about her age and then she got cast because and they took that into consideration. But they started romance. He was only 19 and she was around 14. Uh, and they started romance shortly after that. And so a lot of people have brought their relationship under fire and kind of compared it to some of the things that have happened. Like, how could they be character witnesses for something in this genre? So they are under fire. It's a good time to pray for them. And they do a lot of good. Uh, they were just about to mention on Good Morning America in that clip about their philanthropic uh, endeavors, especially for trafficking victims. And so I'm praying that that continues and that there's a strong kind of rebuild lesson learning here. This is a learning moment for everybody. Well, Rosh Hashanah has come. And it's such an interesting time because in the Jewish space, Rosh Hashanah on their calendar is the time of New Year. So we celebrate December 31st and January 1st as the time of New Year. We make resolutions as we go into it and we say what we're going to do in the new year. We make wishes and hopeful thinking. Sometimes we pray for God's blessing. But I love the Jewish traditional holidays that God appointed. They're appointed times of God because one of the ways that we can celebrate Rosh Hashanah is actually having time with God to ask him what he wants to do in our new year. And Christians and Jewish people around the world celebrate Rosh Hashanah, believing that God's renewing their faith and renewing them to set apart a season at a time to be renewed and then also to do some repentance until Yom Kippur to really set themselves up for a successful season of a new year. So let me tell you what I think this is going to be a year of. And as God's resetting us, I, I saw a huge door open, like wide open in a dark space 
huge door wide open, not lots of doors, not thousands of doors, but the door, the door we've been waiting for. Many of us have been waiting for a certain door and it's the main door that God's prepared for you that some of you have been being prepared for decades. Some of you have been being prepared for years for something that you know is in your future. And some of you might even be tired, like, is this ever going to come? But God is opening a door. And just as God has opened door for the church in Philadelphia saying, see, I have placed before you an open door that no one can shut. Yes, God. Revelation 3.8, God's opening a door that you need open. It's going to lead to your greater works unfolding in his divine plan in your life. God's opening a door for you right now. That's the great door I believe you've been waiting for. And so I want to give you a prophecy about this because 2024, I believe is going to be a year of divine enlightenment. You might have felt the reducing, you know, of God. Maybe he's been, you know, reducing and pressing you, squeezing you, shaping you in his hands. Maybe you haven't interpreted that way. Maybe you haven't seen it as this reduction and maybe the season of shaking as a God thing. Maybe it's been very painful, so it's hard to see. But 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And some of you have never met God as the potter, but one of his names in the Old Testament is the master potter. And he molds and he shapes our lives. And he takes areas of your life that are hard and full of sin and works them in a new form that's something that's beyond your imagination that's useful useful to you, useful to the world around you. He takes the best areas of you though, and he even adds better shape to those areas. He can he can do that for you because he wants to pour through you in his grace. And he wants to pour into you, like have you be a vessel that he molds that can hold his prosperity, his blessing, and even transformation power for you, but also for the people around you. But I love what this scripture says. Maybe you've heard this in a song form. Maybe you've read it all the way through, but it says, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. He never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They're new every morning. Great is God's faithfulness. And many of you are going to experience the faithfulness of God. You're going to experience that that every day is going to feel new in this next season, that maybe you're used to a certain routine and your routine changes because of how God's treating you and what God's doing in you. And I want to encourage you that in this season, really pray in this Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur season and even beyond, just pray in your new year and ask God to show you what he's doing. Ask God to show you what he wants to do in 2024. Ask God to show you how to position your heart. If you're tired and you're saying, man, I can't hit any more struggle. The struggle bus has been a long ride. Then then, then look for the open door that God has for you because God has an open door into fulfillment. He never designed you to be under pressure long-term. Your greater season is under blessing, not under pressure. But those seasons of pressure taking the narrow way form in us the sustainability to walk out the blessed seasons all the days of our life. So Holy Spirit, would you just bless us? Would you allow us to have faith that you're not going to stick us in pressure for the rest of our life? Our story is not a story of from drama to drama, but our story is from grace and blessing to grace and blessing. And there's drama sometimes in between, but that's not the, the 80%. The drama is the catalyst to bring the greater thriving in you. And I pray that you would reset our boundaries so that's true in our life. God, would you speak to us powerfully? And I pray that God's voice would speak to you in this Rosh Hashanah season. And we bless you in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Well, I want to encourage you guys. Have you been on the journey with us? We make videos like this every week, especially on Sundays. I have a prophetic perspective, some teachings like this that I unpack for you guys. I want to encourage you to, if you love this journey, we're taking a virtual offering right now. 
donate to our ministry, bowlsministries.com. Your donations make all the difference in our ministry to be able to make videos like this, to be able to minister the gospel and minister the prophetic gospel around the world, both in one-on-one appointments that I'm privileged to have all the time, as well as our Spiritual Growth Academy School with all of our students, as well as all these videos and all of our speaking engagements. This is so important that we have your help and you can become a partner of ours by going to bowlsministries.com and clicking that donate button or that give button and make sure to give a reoccurring donation. If you do that, we get to give back to you in lots of different ways. We get to pray for your prayer requests. We get to give you resources that are physical and online resources that are only for your partners. And I want to encourage you to join us on the journey. I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. You can become part of our live stream by joining our social media channels on YouTube or Facebook and hitting notifications. I want to invite you also to come with us on the journey of helping Christians have a healthy, biblically sound, prophetic perspective by sharing this podcast, liking it, or writing a review. Or become a partner with Bulls Ministries. We have an incredible partnership program with an online partner-only page with so much content, as well as a partner care team who are engaged with your prayer needs every day. Until then, I want to remind you that according to 2 Timothy 1.7, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Talk to you next time.